Welcome back. This is Rowdy, and you are here at the Inclusive Activism Podcast, and we are very pleased and excited to bring part two of our interview and conversation with former UFC fighter Clifford Starks. Again, the first part of the interview was really good. Can't wait to hear what Clifford has to say about some of the other things. In this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about violence, a little bit about what his purpose or call in life is, and why he does this difficult work. Without further ado, let's listen to Clifford Starks. Yeah. All right, so I got two kind of like ending, well, maybe three. I got another deeper one that I might ask you at the end, too. Okay. So first one, I think people can look at MMA and see it as like human cockfighting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I told you about my pit bull. He's like swimming in my my my, my uh, partner's parents' pool. Today. Yeah, yeah. So he's having a ball. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's funny when people ask me why I spirit him, why I say pit bull, mm. and not because I fight. Yeah. Like people just, they see me and think I fight. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Like I'm strong enough. I never need to. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Because, you know, like if someone tries to bait me into something, I'm strong enough not to need to. I yeah. mean, you know, good God, Absolutely, how yeah. many fights have you been shit? Yeah. Come on, tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like people could want you to fight every three seconds, uh, but having the strength to know when not to makes yeah. a big difference. Oh, um, yeah. But for folks that think it's just purely violent, um, that it's negative, that had harsher connotations around it. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you see and understand it in a way um, that wasn't just those flat assumptions? The biggest thing is it's not their fault because they have never been in it before. Mm-hmm. So I can't get, I really don't get mad at them for it. Yeah. Like I, I take the time to understand how they see the world and then they'll take the time to see how I see the world a little bit more. How do you explain it so they understand it's not that? Well, um, I figure out what their profession is. Okay. You know, because... Um, one of the easiest things to do, I'll, I'll do it right now, actually. Okay. So what is your profession? A uh, professor. A professor. Yeah. So if I started telling you how a professor should be, right. you'd look at me like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> right. okay. Yeah. You know? But if I were to ask you like, oh, so what does it take to be a professor? Mm-hmm. What kind of dedication does it take to be a professor? Mm-hmm. How long have you been a professor for? Mm-hmm. Then you'll start asking me about fighting. Right. And you'll see it differently in a different light. Yeah. It's hard for people when, if I'm telling you mm-hmm. what your profession is. Yeah. And that's all it is. Like, yeah. a person will tell me what my profession is, yeah. and it's happened. Yeah. But then I start asking them about theirs. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh man, it must have been a lot of energy and a lot of work yeah. to get to where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Man, and then there's this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah it really was professional fighter the game's in the inches in the small inches seconds yeah Yeah. and the details yeah it's the details especially at the professional level yeah you're going at a professional level things are getting crazy yeah and that's what it really comes down to so putting putting uh things into perspective It's a gift that needs to be practiced. That's all. And that's such a good tactic. Yeah. You know, like when you, (laughs) whenever someone like comes at you and expects you to meet stuff, like, Uh um, cause like, uh, 
one of the things we're gonna talk about next is violence. And, yeah. Like I have a great way of explaining like resistance and stuff okay. to folks. Um, but it immediately diffuses because you don't meet with opposition. Yeah. Right. You're like, okay, well, let me hear about you and what you are and what mm -hmm. you feel like your things are. And then um, when you hear people, yeah. there's a natural tendency to want to just say, okay, well, tell me you, right? Yeah. Like, I want to connect back. You connected to me. You see and know me. Yes. Now I need to connect back and see and know you. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, like in, in all the work that I've ever done, I've always found that's the best way to see folks. Yeah. Because uh, it's funny because people like have told me like I hate white people uh -huh. or I hate men. Uh -huh. I'm like, I don't think I hate men. Yeah. I'm like, my partner's white. Yeah. Like, how am I, How do I reconcile all these things yeah, in my yeah. life that I allegedly do, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, you know, clearly I'm not like anti-man because yeah. like, I very much a man frame I'm yeah. very masculine mm -hmm. and I don't like shy away from those things yeah. but I do try to do things that you know can affect men in bad ways yeah. and not do those things right mm -hmm. like I'll recognize that stuff I'll do that stuff like uh I always tell folks like dominance, you got dominance all wrong, man. Yeah. Like dominance is not an active repressive force. Yeah. It is I'm sitting back, I'm making sure everybody's okay, I'm uh -huh. making sure everybody's having a nice time. Yeah. That's what dominance looks like. Yeah. Like it's not something that happens. Like yeah. wolves do not fight for dominance all the time. <laughs> they would kill themselves. Yeah. Like really how it works is somebody's in charge for making sure everybody's cool. Yeah. And then it just sits back and lets everybody be cool. Yeah. Like if it's really working, there's no need for a challenge. That's true. Because everybody's fine. Yeah. But like we have this like active repressive notion. Yeah. And it's so problematic. Yeah. I mean, I, we're human. So yeah. we're a complicated animal. Yeah. But honestly an animal nonetheless. Yeah. And understanding that and putting certain things into correct practice mm -hmm. and honestly asking asking yourself the tough questions like do you know the socrates method yeah socratic yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. or socratic method sorry yeah. so with the socratic method uh, they go into well what color is that shirt it's blue well why yeah. is it blue how do you know well, it's blue? yeah, yeah. Well, where? and then you go deeper 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 and I think it's good to have those kind of warm-up exercises with people because yeah. it's going to make people to go into that state a mm -hmm. little more readily. Yeah. They just have to practice it. Yeah. And so the same thing that you say if a person say, oh, well, you're racist and you're this and you're... First off, personally, I believe everybody is a stereotype in one way or another. Oh, of course. And openly admitting that you have them makes you more inclined to work within the framework mm -hmm. instead of pretending that it's not there. Right. That's when it gets dangerous. Yeah. When you say, nope, I'm I'm an angel, I don't do anything wrong, I'm like, now I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah now. Like good luck with you in reality, yes, my friend. Yes. Like, you know, reality will tell you yep. over and over, no, yep. you're really wrong. Yeah. yeah. And I will keep showing you where uh -huh. um, so one of the last second to last thing I want to ask you about is okay. when we were talking about violence, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to go your method, uh, rather than put on violence on you from my frame. Mm -hmm. I want to, like, how do you see and understand it? How do you work with it? How do you, because um, you had mentioned before we started talking, like you didn't necessarily know if there was enough of it yeah. when you were uh, doing stuff before. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to hear how you hear and understand that. Because um, I'm very, like for me, violence is one of the things I worry about a lot. Yeah. And I try to stay away from it when and where possible. Uh -huh. But I also admit, I'm a, like at heart, like my dad was abusive. Uh -huh. My dad left too. Yeah. Um, I was raised uh, 
you know, it's with like kind of a harsher stepdad. Okay. Uh, so I've got a lot of violent tendencies within me. Yeah. Uh, and I find they don't serve me well when yeah. I let those things happen. Like, cause I spent my, my twenties just being an ocean of anger, which mm -hmm. was just a waste of time. Yeah. Um, and now like being this version of me, like attempting to be the best, yeah, uh, helps me a lot. Okay. But like, tell me about how you see and understand violence. Tell me about how you feel like maybe you didn't have or use it enough. And then how do you see and understand it now? So violence is a necessary thing within circumstance. Mm -hmm. um, and it's how you use it and when you use it. As a fighter, I actually was not the most violent of fighters mm -hmm. because it didn't really serve me mm -hmm. the same. Like it just, but some fighters have their ex, extra violent. Mm -hmm. And it's probably because they're like hateful. Yeah, it's like it probably served them. Like that's what they needed. Do you, did you ever find people that ran too hot? Like it didn't serve them? Yeah, they'll run into everything. Yeah, they don't, they'll run into every county yeah. on the planet. Right. So there is, there is a level where it goes to insane. Yeah. Uh, the very best fighters are controlled violence. Mm -hmm. Like it's a controlled, methodical violence. Mm -hmm. And I'll say there, there was a... Uh, a story of a samurai mm -hmm. and his his master was assassinated mm -hmm. and so the samurai went to go find the assassinator mm -hmm. to uh, to kill him and he he found the assassinator mm -hmm. and he unsheathed his sword and the assassinator spit in his face mm -hmm. and so he put his sword back in his sheath yeah. and he walked away mm -hmm. because he didn't want to take a life out of anger mm -hmm. so see violence is there are times where violence is needed mm -hmm. because an incorrect action had occurred a, a consequence needed to occur because of the incorrect action mm -hmm. but you don't you don't take it and say I'm going to do this out of anger or spite or for whatever emotional feeling you're having mm -hmm. it goes back to even me and my wife mm -hmm. people have emotional feelings left and right up mm -hmm. and down mm -hmm. in one day yeah. <laughs> in one day you yeah. can you can be like oh man i love this person so much to, yeah. oh, they went to one yeah. day. and so you gotta be deeper and further than what your emotions are going to tell you mm -hmm. and that's where it comes down to the controlment of emotion mm -hmm. and it goes even further as to look at if I was to look at a 15 year old or a 16 year old mm -hmm. and they were showing improper emotion, mm -hmm. me just telling them your emotions improper. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm at a different stage. Mm -hmm. I'm at a different state. Mm -hmm. So understanding their emotion, allowing them to express the emotion, but letting them know the consequences of said emotion right. will more inclinedly move them in the right direction instead of just like, you're doing this incorrectly, do mm -hmm. it this way. Yeah, good because they have no knowing mm -hmm. about why that's different. Yeah. So yeah, the reason why I wanted to talk to you about it is because with me, I, I always worry about violence uh -huh. specifically because I see it as a pattern uh -huh. that requires a social contagion. Uh -huh. And like if I'm violent, to, let's say for some, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how this would happen. Yeah. But I use some violent way to get over on you, yeah. right? Now I'm over on you and I've used yeah. something that repressed you in some way, uh -huh. right? And that can create resentment within you, uh -huh. right? That makes you want to get back at me. Yeah. And so with violence, I'm like, I'm trying to really consider eliminating it at all mm -hmm. because 
Um, resistance is different than violence yeah. because it doesn't always have to harm, right? Yeah. But I do feel like violence always has a harm element into it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, say, um, like, put your hand up to mine. Uh -huh. And so, say, I want you to go this way, uh -huh. you want me to go this way, yeah. right? And we're just pushing like, and each we, other. That's usually what we do, yeah. right? But what if, like, I use your resistance and you push, uh -huh. and I slowly just move around uh -huh. to let you have your resistance. And I just give you enough resistance yeah. that I allow you to turn and move in the direction that I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. and if if I have your best end in mind, uh -huh. and when I'm struggling with you, uh -huh. like the universal human connection's there, but I don't do harm, and you'll always respect me because I never do harm. Mm. Right? And so I have this like great sense of moral authority. Yeah. And because I won't fight, and it's hard too, because you know, like people ask me with nonviolent stuff, and I don't have these answers yet. Yeah. You know, someone breaks in your door and yeah. wants to rape your partner. Yeah. Like I don't know that I'd be like, oh, please, you know, like yeah. let me like, connect with you as a human. Yeah. And make <laughs> yeah. you think like to have this thing stop. But I'm also trying to be in a space where, if they did, could I stop or find a way to interrupt them enough to be like, why are you doing this and what do you really need? Yeah. Because you raping my partner is not what you need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's some deeper damage there uh -huh. that's causing you to do this thing. Yeah. Um, that I need to understand if I'm really gonna like help and diffuse it, right? And so, you know, I ask you, I, I mentioned this not because I expect you to have an answer to anything, right? Yeah. It's just to have a deeper conversation about some of those things because, um, you know, like I said, I think people would reward you for this idea of like yeah. you're this violence person, you know, and I'm imagining you in your day to day, what you're best at right now uh -huh. probably has no elements of violence in it. No, not at all. Right? Um, yeah, not at <laughs> it's all. It's like the love for someone else, the willing yeah. to connect to someone else. Mm -hmm. Like when I see some of that stuff, like I'm like, like when I see someone willing to get punched in the face and not do anything yeah. and be like, look, I'm just trying to tell you what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. I'm like that is strength yeah or when i can be like let me tell you about my worst moment or the things i'm really struggling with yeah and be just open and vulnerable to where you could attack me yeah you know like i see that and i'm like see this this strength. is so this is going to be really really cool okay and um because the world has so many subtle truths right behind it yeah and so what could be good at one time might not be good at a different time. Mm -hmm. And having violence, there may be a time and a need for violence just as there may be a, a time not to have it. Mm -hmm. And so when you're saying like, if I'm pushing, mm -hmm. but my force is so strong mm -hmm. to the point you can't redirect it, mm -hmm. then it, it's like, all right, we need to figure something out because it's not working. Right. And, and, and knowing like, um, for instance, like I'm, I am a calmer individual. Mm -hmm. Now that calm might go away if something's happening to my kid, to my wife or sure. to, you know, yeah. and, um, it also goes to say, understanding why people are a certain way. Like some people are more violent mm -hmm. regularly. Yeah. But even with that, there's still that spirit in you mm -hmm. that can actually make people act or respond a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I've seen, it's funny, everybody tells me the same thing. Mm -hmm. Man, Cliff, if people were as cool as you. Yeah. And, I, and what I hear is we're all cool. Yeah. Like in my head, I think everyone's cool. 
Well, and then there's also part of like, oh, if you only knew the stuff that I'm still working on. Yeah, friend, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's just like... got a laundry list of yeah. uh, to-do items. And, and it, it goes like, yeah, we can work on things all day long. That's yeah. fine. That's right. the beauty of it. Yeah. Because me telling you, oh, oh you're messing up here, you're messing up here. Like, yeah. fuck, well, fuck. Yeah. You're gonna judge me and hate on me. <laughs> like, right, right. it's just like, so the more I love an individual, I will love up on anybody. Yeah. Unconditional love. Yeah. Right. I also have tough love. Yeah. That That's does not discipline, though. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, you need like, both. Discipline's wonderful. You need both. You Absolutely. Need both. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not to say I necessarily trust everybody. Yeah. You know, like. Oh, I, I think you should trust everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm all about, I'm all about loving individuals, loving them the best. But I see the best them in them. Yeah. And when I see the best them in them, they're more inclined to respond accordingly than the other way around. Mm -hmm. Than yeah. that dangerous, dangerous spot. Right. But it's not to say that you don't have to set your boundaries, yeah. or you don't have to say I can get violent. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. But don't test me. Yeah, I think it's important to have because yeah. there are people who are more broken mm -hmm. and more damaged. Yeah, and so just like you say, you're being the first one to put that that mask on when you're in the airplane. Yeah, if you're dealing with someone and they're super super dark mm -hmm. in a super dark place, mm -hmm. and you have no way of like, well, let me just calm this guy down. Yeah. It's like getting shot in the leg. Yeah, you're going to the ER. Like you're wrapping yeah. it and getting to where you need to go in mm -hmm. time. You know, like. Okay, let me figure this out and breathe for a little bit and relax. No, we just gotta be calm. Yeah. Let's just stay calm. Yeah. It's not a time for calm. Yeah. So that's where it's like, there's subtle truths to everything, mm -hmm. regardless of the situation. Yeah. But I think the coolest thing um, that you do, mm -hmm. and I, I try my best to do it as well, is see myself in different situations, just to see, well, how would I respond in this situation? Yeah. Well, what would I do in this situation? How yeah. would I, uh, advocate in this particular position. Well, I think you probably know more than most, like yeah. how not to fight. Yeah. Better than most people. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think probably one of your weird, unique gifts uh -huh. is how to not fight. Yeah. Given how often it's, people want you to it's fight. It's funny. I was at I was at the bar, and my friend's a dumbass. Yeah. So he's bumping into this guy. Yeah. Right? This guy's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. He's like, "What? You want to fight?" Yeah. He's like, yeah, I do want to fight. So this guy, like, getting ready to take off his uh, his shirt. Yeah. Why? Before yeah. a fight, I don't know. Yeah. But this is what he was doing. <laughs> right. And so, um, my boy looks at me. He goes, "If you fight me, you got to fight with him." And he's a fighter. Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, dude, you're a dumb. Why are yeah. you doing this? Yeah. And so I look at the guy. I go, look. Here's the thing. We can all fight. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Mm -hmm. We'll all be sore the next day. Yeah. Or I can buy you a drink. Yeah. So the guy's like, you're a cool dude. Yeah. Drinks on me. Yeah. And they, it was done. Right. Like, it it doesn't... Yes, would I have pummeled the guy? Yeah, because I'm a professional fighter. Yeah, but what right. would that have done for anybody? Yeah. Like, how would that make you get anything... You out. Yeah. How does that help anybody? Yeah, it's just like... No, that's just a douche move. And I called my friend on it. Like, dude, yeah. you're being a douche. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> I'm like, don't do that to you. Well, I think, like, there's a need for men, like, to swell up and try to impress you. And I'm like, no, man. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's funny. Because he would have fought both of us. Like, that's the funny thing. It would have been a two-on-one because yeah. as a guy, 
we yeah. gotta like all right well let's go to war it's and so stupid <laughs> but we need the stupid yeah. we do sometimes need the stupid like it, it it goes off of that they talk about uh masculine toxicity and yeah whatnot, toxic masculinity right yeah. toxic masculine masculinity mm-hmm. there's a time when certain things are needed though like there is a time and a place when certain things are needed it's not to say like beat my chest and i've got to be the biggest man no matter what mm-hmm. but there's a time like if something if someone's trying to do something to your family you are trying to protect your family mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how big or how bad that thing is yeah. you're trying to protect your family right so you have to be kind of stupid like because if you just go off of logic alone every time you cannot win so logic and emotion See, are both important here's one of the things that blew my mind uh-huh. right so if we're fighting against the things of the world that cause us problems right yeah. so like if i if i like you know inclusive activism clearly uh-huh. not a fan of racism right yeah so what is my goal uh-huh. to eliminate racism or racists yeah it's the ism right i ism. focus on the, the idea ism, yeah. right and one of the things that like blew my mind is that sometimes um you have to put yourself in a space uh-huh. and and this actually i'm going to go back to your stupid argument totally. huh? um you have to put yourself in a space where you might be willing to die uh-huh. to fight the idea more yeah because it's the goal is not the person it's the idea yeah right so there was a time where my partner and i um, it was a couple of years ago when a bunch of knuckleheads, like white supremacists, were going to the mosque mm-hmm. um, over on 17, mm-hmm. and they were gonna like threaten the people that came in like uh, for prayer or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so we knew there was white extremists, yeah. there, right? On the way when we're driving, we get a call and we hear there might be Muslim extremists there too, right? Oh, okay. And so we're in a space where I'm like, oh no, like mm-hmm. we're really at risk here, mm-hmm. right? And for me, and I believe in bigger things, you know, like I I feel like, um, like, I mean, I, like I'm a Christian, but I I feel like Buddhist too. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I think the bigger thing is our interconnectedness. Mm -hmm. That's probably more of that God notion than anything else. Yeah. Uh, And I was like, look, if this is the thing I have to die for, Mm -hmm. then this mattered. And because I died, it'll actually be much more powerful than me going home anyway, yeah. right? Because we're all gonna die, and if I can die for something important, yeah. useful, like me being that dairy, getting to smile at the Muslim folks that came in, especially as someone that identifies as Christian in mm. some ways, being like, "Hey, I love you. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, there's people here that care about you." Mm. And the sad thing is, some of the people on our team were just yelling at the other side. Yeah, I'm like, no, that's not what they needed mm-hmm. to walk through all this yelling to go pray. Yeah, right. And so that's one of those things that I think that helped me see mm-hmm. and understand stuff. Now, again, like, I, I'm not in the space where someone's broken into my house and wants to, like, yeah. you know, kill my dog and rape yeah. my partner, right? Yeah. Like, I have not been in that space yet. Uh-huh. And I don't know that dying necessarily furthers some bigger end in that space, mm-hmm. right? But I guess it's that idea that I'm still working on, yeah. you know? Because um, for me, a lot of the bad and negative things, like, the more I do those things, the more it's in me, yeah. the less I do those things, the less I need to worry about. And then, so yeah. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong way. It was yeah. the conversation that I wanted to have with you yeah. that I think uh, that sharing that back and forth yeah. uh, is where we can learn more. So well, just going yeah. off of your way. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're just going your way, your right. pattern, your story. Right. Because yeah. your story, people will hear your story and give people reflection. Yeah. You know, that's where the power's at. Yeah. So the last thing I want to ask you is kind of a two-part. Okay. First one is, 
living this life and doing this thing is hard, mm-hmm. right? It's actually more challenging and difficult probably than being a professional fighter, uh, right? Because yeah. like you're constantly adapting. Yeah. Uh, when you're in a space of leadership, everyone to, wants to tear you down. Mm-hmm. You become a target because you stand out, yeah. right? Because the nail that sticks out gets hammered down mm-hmm. in our society. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that's interesting too, so why is it worth it uh, for you to do this thing when you could probably make money doing other stuff? That would be less taxing, less difficult. You'd stand out less. People might try to attack you or tear you down less. Why is it worth living this life in particular? Yeah. For you. Man, you know, it all it all stems from the competition. You get to see how strong you are. Yeah. That's the fun of it. Yeah. Like you just, I did 50 push-ups today. Yeah. Unless maybe I can do 55 the next. Maybe yeah. 60, maybe yeah. 65, maybe 70. And I want people to always move and grind and be better in a healthy sense. Yeah. Like, um, as a person of, I do my best to have the highest level of character mm-hmm. and the highest level of leadership, mm-hmm. specifically for my son and yeah. for those around me. Because mm-hmm. this kid follows everything that I do, yeah. every little thing, the yeah. words that I say, yeah. the way that I live. They just soak it. Yeah, yeah. they soak it all in, and I want to leave a legacy for him. Yeah. I don't want to just be, well, Cliff just got by with life. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, Cliff pushed it to the limit yeah. and got to see how far he could. And now it's up to us to do the same. I think the cool thing too is your analogy is not push-ups, right? It's yeah. like life's changed, Yeah. right? Like yes. forever paradigm shifting mm-hmm. change of moving into happiness and joy. Absolutely. Uh, our purpose for stuff here. Yeah. So last question is... I feel like the thing that we struggle with the most, mm-hmm. like the thing that was our hardest thing to get over, get around and do, is our biggest gift in the world. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm asking you apparently a complicated question. So yeah, I'll yeah. tell you a little bit about mine while you can think about yours. Okay. So for me, uh, it was being indigenous, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I grew up off reservation. Yeah. Uh, I was much browner back in the day because yeah. I got to spend time out there in Texas, okay. barefoot, like all the time. Yeah. Uh, I got adopted by the Mexicans around me because uh-huh. at least I was brown. I couldn't uh-huh. speak Spanish, but I was brown, right? Yeah. And so I got my ass whooped by the nanas and the tias, uh-huh. you know, when I was out of line. But they took me in, yeah. right? And I knew what it meant to be adopted. And... Um, when I went to college, I got to go to the University of Minnesota and be around indigenous people because in in Texas, there's no there's like two reservations uh-huh. in the whole state. They really forced people into boarding schools. Uh, they told us and taught us to act white, yeah. which, you know, being a little brown kid, you try to be act white and everybody's like, you're not a white kid. Yeah. You know, like you find you're like not this thing, even though they told you to be this. Thing. Yeah. Uh, when I went there and I was like, okay, I can be indigenous now. Right. So uh-huh. I try to connect and they're like, well, we do this and we do this. Who's your people? Where's your clan? Do you speak your language? Uh-huh. Do you go to like powwow? What ceremonies do you do? And I'm like, I don't get to do that. Uh-huh. That was not my thing. Right. Yeah. And so I couldn't connect with that. Yeah. And so I've always learned how to. Uh, my gift was adopting family for survival. Yeah. You know, it's finding people, creating small groups of people that cared about each other, that had each other's back. Yeah. Right? And it came from the pain of, like, no father, um, no connection to my culture, uh-huh. um, like, feeling that empty need, right? Yeah. My gift was helping people see the opportunity of connection. Yeah. Because I had to have it because the thing that was hardest for me was that thing. Mm. What do you think yours, like, what is the thing that it was like your greatest challenge that ended up being like the gift. you know so i think the final destination for everyone is to have connection mm-hmm. and we all find it in different ways 
Um, like I said, my my sperm donor and my actual father. There was that moment, and then I got to see he wasn't grandfathered by blood, mm-hmm. but he died, and he was basically dying by himself with my mom mm-hmm. and me there. Mm-hmm. And I got to see that kind of hurt. Yeah. And I remember saying, I don't know if there's a heaven or a hell on the other side, yeah. but I know he was in hell. Yeah. And that was painful, it was hard to watch. And I mean, he cried and he had kids. Yeah. And his kids didn't even show. Oh. It's not to tell them that they were wrong for what they did, mm-hmm. because there's darkness and he put it on himself. Mm-hmm. He, he was, yeah, he was angry and bitter. But you don't necessarily have to be dark to get rid of darkness. Mm-hmm. Light can only get rid of darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to shine as much light as you can. Mm-hmm. And my my whole story is to just keep shining light because the story's not done. Mm-hmm. But I can backtrack from my 37 years mm-hmm. and say, wow, this lesson, this lesson, this lesson, this lesson, yeah. right? And so I just keep moving forward so that I can backtrack again and say this lesson, this lesson, this lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, just off of you talking about connection mm-hmm. is to shine as much light as possible mm-hmm. and realize we're connected, but we're individuals too. Mm-hmm. I think that's empowering. Yeah. And my, my biggest thing, like being, I was the only black kid in school for yeah. a while and what kids want to do is they don't want to be too different yeah they try and you know they try and create little clicks yeah and i didn't have that option yeah so i just embraced my different Mm -hmm. and had fun with my different Mm -hmm. and then i didn't care what anybody thought or said anymore yeah and that's where power came from and not only that people wanted that too like that's what made it kind of funny to me because as you get older it's like i want to be my own self too i don't want to have to be a part of the i want to be connected but i don't want to have to not be me right yeah that's whatever yeah and it's just like well this is some funny crap (laughs) i look at it and they're like cliff how do you do this so easy yeah well look at my past yeah that's how i do it so easy yeah have to yeah yeah and it's just like (laughs) i'm looking at it and i laugh and i go the difficult times that I had back then, I wouldn't have wanted that to have to happen. Yeah. But it had to happen. Yeah. And so everybody got, has to go through their process to Absolutely. understand what's important in their life. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, so we had a wonderful conversation. Maybe Absolutely. there's somewhere out there like, wait, what? Like, so I could work with Cliff? Like I could sit yeah. down with Cliff. Cliff could be a mentor to me. How yeah. could they get a hold of you? So I have my YouTube channel and I actually have a website mm-hmm. and you can email me at Clifford Stark. What is it? Info at CliffordStarks.com. Okay. And there's also support at CliffordStarks.com. Okay. So if you want to email me, mm-hmm. I will get back to you probably within the day too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a pleasure. Yeah. 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 I loved getting the opportunity to sit down and just just chat with you. Yes. Like it was yeah. just neat, and I'm yeah. better for the conversation. Yeah. So. It was a lot of fun. Good. The same yeah. for me too. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Of course. 
And that was part two of our podcast with Clifford Starks. Uh, really interesting stuff, stuff that he had to talk about with, uh, you know, talking about violence and repeating patterns, talking about why or what he does, uh, some of the reasons why he got into this stuff uh, as far as like coaching and making a difference for other folks, uh, why he thinks it's worth it even though you become a target. So with that, if this podcast made you think of something, you want to get a hold of me or Clifford, you can do that at 860 860- 576-9393. Again, that voicemail line is 860-576-9393. And again, if you want to get a hold of us uh, by leaving a voicemail or sending us a text, you can do so at that number. You can also email us at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. That's I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-E-A-C-T-I-V-I-S-M at cox.net. Remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Share this podcast if you thought there were some great insights. It always helps get more new eyes on this and i really appreciate getting to be in your ear and share these thoughts and ideas with you and again if you are interested in booking me or bringing the power of inclusive activism to your organization you can get a hold of me at inclusiveactivism at cox.net or learn more about us here at the organization at www.inclusiveactivism.com thanks for your time and attention and i can't wait to hear from you again